we will pass on to the next generation a stronger faith in God so that generationally the church of Jesus Christ gets stronger and healthier rather than weaker and sicker. Welcome to Life, Love, and Family. Who doesn't feel isolated or alone in the journey from time to time? Maybe you could use some encouragement, a real friendship. When you're down and troubled and you need a helping hand and nothing, oh, nothing is going right. Close your eyes and think of me And soon I will be there To brighten up even your darkest night You just call up my name And you know wherever I am I'll come running, oh yeah baby, to see you again. Winter, spring, summer, or fall, all you got to do is call, and I'll be there, yeah, 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 you've got a Welcome into Life, Love, and Family. Hi, I'm Dr. Tim Clinton. Today, we're going to talk about Heartfelt, a woman's guide to creating meaningful friendships. Guys, you're going to want to dial this one in, too. Uh, Who doesn't long for meaningful conversation, a safe place to be vulnerable, someone maybe a little older and wiser pouring into your life? Most today, again, just feel isolated and alone, and they're just reaching anywhere for some type of connectedness. Dr. Joe Neal Kirby is the founding director of the women's mentoring program, Heart to Home Ministry. She's the author of Heart of a Family for Mom, Common Sense Parenting with Wisdom from the Word, and she also authored Hope for Your Family, Six Keys to Connecting with Your Teen. She's also written, catch this, more than 50 Bible studies. Dr. Kirby earned her PhD in marriage and family therapy from Harding University. She's taught marriage and parenting for more than 30 years in churches. She's hosted Girlfriends for Legacy Network, and she's a popular conference speaker and host of Heart to Home Radio. Great to have you, Joe Neal, here on Life, Love, and Family. It's a joy to be with you and share my heart with you. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Joe Neal. Hey, as we get started, something's happening in West Monroe, Louisiana, and I'm not just talking the Duck Dynasty crew. Something unique's coming out of your place. We just completed a weekend full of telling a lot of people about Jesus Christ and how He wants us to have deep, meaningful friendships in the church family. We did a heart-to-home conference right here at our local civic center and had thousands of women fly in from all over the country in addition to Canada and also did a simulcast, and we had people literally all over the world watching the simulcast. We were just extremely blessed to have people come in here wanting to know more about uh, our Lord Jesus Christ as well as how can we really connect on that deeper level so that we can all disciple one another to develop closer relationships with Jesus as well as walk out this faith together. Um, God did not leave us here alone when He left us. He left us with a model of a family called church. 
And what I have found over the years is many women do not know how to walk that out as women of God in their daily lives. And what they need is a strong, older generation telling them the mighty words of deeds and how God has shown up in their life so that they will be able themselves to know how to do that with their own families and children and marriages and their community. And I found in working in church ministry for years and years that most women have such a heart for that. They're just passionate for it. But then they say, but how do you do that? What does that look like? Well, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more here in the program. By the way, you did have some special guests show up, and they were just across town. Was Miss Kay there? I heard (laughs) Missy was there. I even heard Jace showed up. Jace Robertson. Is that right? Jace showed up and brought it. And I'm telling you, everyone that's heard Jace over and over said that's the best talk that he has ever presented. We just were so blessed by the way he showed his love for his wife and for his children and for his Lord. Jessica, Corey, Lisa, Alan, Miss Kay were all there, off and on, all through the weekend. And I will have to say the highlight of the conference, I think, for most of us was when Missy and Jason's little girl, Mia Robertson, stood up and gave her testimony and then sang for us. And there was not a dry eye or one person sitting in that arena when she got through. She blew it out of the park. <laughs> I've, I've heard her do that, Junio, and you're absolutely right. Let's dial this in. We're talking about really a Titus II ministry, and God has placed something in your heart. He's beginning to bless it. But let's talk, first of all, Junio, about women. How are they doing? What are you seeing in their eyes What's pouring out of their hearts? This is a time in our culture where we feel more connected than probably any generation ever has, but we are less physically, emotionally, and mentally connected because we believe that this world out there is reality when we connect to our social media. And so I find that there is a giant hole seeping throughout the church now in the hearts of women because they do feel this false sense of connectedness. Many times, though, those social connections through Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and even Pinterest fill up a day, but they don't fill up a heart. And so these young women, as well as some of the older women in our churches, are not really doing the relationship discipling that God has called us to and Titus too. And so as I speak to women all over the country, and I'm blessed to be in front of women at conferences as well as seminars and workshops I do, What they're telling me is that they are craving that relationship with women that are in the generation below them as well as the generation above them, but they don't have a model for that in their churches. So as I talk to them about what I've done with this Titus II model, they get it immediately. It's like that light bulb comes off and their hearts get full and then tears fill their eyes and they say, well, how do we do that? We want to do that. And I believe that's because it's deep in our DNA as God's women to have relationships that matter and that can help us as we walk through the journeys of life, which means sometimes we need someone in the valleys. We need someone to help us struggle in the dark places of our lives. And then we need people to be there to celebrate the joys and the victories that Christ gives us also. And that's what this ministry teaches women how to do. Our special guest today is Dr. Jo Neal Kirby. She's the founder of Heart to Home Ministry, new work out published by our friends at Worthy Publishing called Heartfelt, A Woman's Guide to Creating Meaningful Friendships. Now in this, and I know as a part of the Heart to Home conference that you just had, Jo Neal, you're focused in on Titus II ministry, 
really Titus 2, verses 3 through 5. And the idea here for a moment is about cross-generational relationships. Can you explain that to us and why it's so important to what you're doing? Well, I believe Deuteronomy 6 and Psalm 78 spells it out for us in the Old Testament for sure. And then we carry that forward into the missionary plan that Paul had for Titus as he's getting to the island of Crete. And that whole idea is that the older generation in their maturity in Christ has the responsibility to teach and talk and guide the younger generation how to walk out this life. And that's what Titus 2, 3 through 5 says. The older women are to train and teach, guide, mentor, and I love the word disciple, the younger generation. And the way that we do that is not because of our perfection or anything that we've done right in our life that we can own ourselves. It's because of how gracious God has been to us and the faithfulness that He has been to us throughout our family life, maybe throughout our single life, throughout our marriages, maybe walking us through the divorces, maybe multiple divorces and heartache in our family. And God has always shown up. And all of us in our generation, I'm an older woman, can say, regardless of my faults, my sins, my imperfections, Christ has never let me down one time. And we need to be saying that purposefully and intentionally to the generation coming behind us so that they will have that hope and encouragement as they go through life. I I think we had this little t-shirt that went around a few years ago. It said, been there, done that. (laughs) Our generation needs to be speaking that by adding, been there, done that with God. And when we can do that bravely and courageously and with humility before God, because he gives us the confidence to do that, we will not lose this generation, which right now it looks like we are. I'm sitting here, and in my mind, I can see her. She's desperate for connections, longing. She's showing up at women's conferences. She's uh, trying to do the Bible study piece, and she's trying to make it work at home. She's yearning for connectedness. But then there's this piece of connecting with maybe an older woman who doesn't necessarily seem to be in touch with or in sync with her life, where she's at. It's like the generational piece. It creates a gap in her mind where she doesn't want to be vulnerable or uh, the subject of somebody's gossip or conversation. How do you bridge all that? How do you go to a place where you can get comfortable together? Oh, you know, Tim, we once had a place in our country because of natural relationships in our extended families and with our own parents where that happened without even conscious thought. But we've moved past that in America, and it's time for us to just address that, I think, in the church. We are in a very mobile, transitional society. We also, because of uh, flaws, because by fractured families, are not connected to our own nurturing biological family. You know, the model for family, as you well know, has changed drastically in the last 30 years, which is why you and I do what we do. But as a church, we need to be addressing that by saying, you know, if we can't do it the way that God's model worked for years, how else can we do it? So what I have done is I've developed a program where the older women can get into a close relationship and develop a friendship first with a younger woman, and by walking out life with her for almost a year, it's a nine-month program, having young women in your home where they feel the blessing and intimacy that hospitality brings to a relationship, there's just nothing like being in a woman's kitchen 
and standing there while she's cooking something for supper and having her share what went on with her day. And all of a sudden, an intimacy develops that you're not even conscious of because I'm in your most personal space. So we begin with that hospitality piece where we get women back into each other's homes. And as they develop that intimacy because of that physical connectedness and that deep intimacy there, then they begin to have real conversations because our program directs those conversations in ways that will help women be uh, intentional in those conversations, not just, well, especially not idle gossip, but not just idle talk, but it's intentional conversations that happen around the dinner table. And we move from that intentional relationship-building conversation that goes around the dinner table into our study of God's Word together. And each one of those Bible lessons are intended to do two things. One, move into a closer relationship with each other as a body of Christ. And second, to always increase and strengthen our relationship with Jesus. And as we do that horizontal and vertical relationship-building in that deep Bible study and fellowship time, and you do that routinely with the same group of women for nine months. At the end of that, you have not only women who've learned to love God more, they've learned to love each other. That's what this program does. It develops relationships and friendships among the women of God. And she needs that. I was thinking about, not long ago, a bunch of us, 17 guys got together, went up to, to Pennsylvania, and we went hunting. When the boys get together, Joniel, there's something that takes place that bonds them. It's a special time for us. And I was thinking about that experience, transpose it over for a moment. I know it's a crude example, but there's a dynamic that starts to take place. Exactly. And there's something about literally spending time with someone in their most intimate personal space, which is our home. And I do believe this, Tim. I believe one of the things that has happened to our church in the last 30 to 40 years since uh, the 60s and 70s and the baby boomers did a real number (laughs) on our culture is we moved out of being hospitable in our homes. And one of the purposes of our ministry is to encourage uh, God's women to again start opening up their homes for hospitality. And there are some people that are listening right now who go, I've always done that, but many people don't anymore. And they don't invite people in to have a meal or just to come into their home and sit and have conversations. We have a plethora of wonderful eating establishments that all of us love to go to. And so it's convenient for us to let just meet there. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's perfectly okay. But you can't do that everything. And one of the things we have found, uh, and research corroborates this, is when you sit at your own table, where maybe you sat with your husband or your grandchildren, or you've eaten a ton of spaghetti meals around, and you've got your wedding pictures on the wall and pictures of your children and your grandchildren, and they see your Bible studies right there next to the table, or they're, they're sitting there and they feel the ambiance of where you live without saying a word you immediately tell that person, I care about you, and I like you, and I want you to be my friend, or else I wouldn't have you sitting here. So Christian hospitality is something that's really at the core and the heart of this program. You know, Janiel, they say that pain blinds the eye, and it tends to uh, separate us. People want to pull back. That's that theory of disengagement, which really leads to depression. 
depression is a theory of disengagement. But it's like in our battle for our homes now, we do radio programs. I've done a number of them on just how significant doing dinner is, sitting around the table together as a family. The front porch is gone. We've lost our sense of community. Even in our world of counseling, psychology, and more, we talk about the importance of biblical community. And that's really what you're talking about here, coming together, connecting emotionally. In your book, Heartfelt, you talk about how important it is to study the Word of God together. Can you punctuate that for us? Why is that so important in this emotional connectedness? It's not just coming together for coffee. There's something intentional going on. When we, as a group of women, open God's Word and allow Him to pour His Spirit into us because we are in His Word, immediately we, as a group, are transported to a different place. And the spiritual dimension that is increased in the intensity of what we're doing has nothing to do even with what we're doing. And I think that's important for all of us who are engaged in Bible study, regardless of where we are. When we sit with another person and we open up God's Word, we need to be proud of God for coming up with that idea because He shows up. You do that intentionally with a group of women over and over again, and God's blessings will pour out on the women there. There's also an honesty and a vulnerability that's released when you're in meaningful relationships over the Word of God. Sometimes there's a safety factor, just like you said, that um, oftentimes relationships don't feel immediately. But something breaks down when you open up God's Word and you say, let's look at this, let's take it out, let's unpack this scripture and say, if we were to really put that in my heart today and walk that out in my marriage, with my children, in my workplace, in the community, in my church, I mean, what would this look like? And all of a sudden, the space God opens us, we're sharing at a very safe place, which felt very vulnerable before that. But now it feels good and okay and healthy. And I think being able to share God's Word together as women of God is probably one of the most uh, wonderful, uh, intense blessings of the heart. And God pours His Himself into that. There's a tendency in Christianity to move towards celebrityism, if you will. The focus becomes more on the latest, whatever resource that's coming out and what we're going to do again. And it's more about the masses, I guess, more than it is about the intimacy. And we lose the connectedness. You know that even when you begin to try to do uh, these types of works and get these kinds of mentoring relationships or small groups going, that if they get beyond a certain size and they lose their focus, they lose the end game of really pouring into her heart. That's something that I've even asked people in my circle and on my team to be aware of and be conscious of, even as we move forward with the growth of our ministry, that we always keep the essence of it pure and true and authentic, and that we don't ever move into that place. And one of the things that I think is so important is supposed to remember the biggest celebrity that ever walked the face of the earth is Jesus Christ, and we draw close to Him. Wow, it's going to be amazing. One of the things that I see happening with a lot of our younger Christian women is this blogging world that has taken off. And, and I'm huge about the social media. I mean, you know, I've got my two laptops, my iPad, and my phone with me all the time. 
but we have to be careful that we're not doing it so that we can just acquire more people in our circle, but we're doing it for the sole reason of being able to communicate a message of Christ. I believe that's one reason the Robertson family, my family, the Robertsons are so powerful right now is because their bottom line always is my entry into this arena or into this world or into this blog space, into this speaking engagement is going to continue with my agreement as long as I can give glory to God and I can teach the world about Jesus Christ. Our special guest again today here on Life, Love, and Family is Joe Neal Kirby, Dr. Joe Neal Kirby. She's the founder of Heart to Home Ministry, has a brand new workout. It's called Heartfelt, A Woman's Guide to Creating Meaningful Relationships. What do you pray that God does through this new work and your ministry? I started out in marriage ministry. That was my passion and goal while I went back to school at 50 and got my Ph.D. in marriage and family therapy because my goal was to establish a counseling center and just completely eradicate divorce. (laughs) So um, the evil one really loved me saying that very boldly, and we had some challenges for several years after that. So that's where I started. So when I uh, looked at Titus 2 and we began that ministry, my end goal at the time was to just increase the strength and health of families in marriage through this program. It still is part of the total package, but now what I found that God is showing me that our end goal that we need to have in Heartfelt Ministries now is actually to disciple women in the way of God. And if you go back and read Titus 2, 3 through 5, that's really what the goal is of everything that God tells us to do in the younger women's lives, to train them to love their husbands and children, to be kind, to be pure, to be self-controlled, to be good about their home management. And the last of that, that, that little passage there says, so that no one will dishonor God. So if we can help women to learn how to walk a godly life and what that looks like so that we will be able to bring the next generation along so we can do what Deuteronomy 6 tells us to do, to speak about God everywhere we are. And Psalm 78 tells us that we are to proclaim, we are to tell to the next generation the wonders and deeds of God. And when women hear older, more mature women, and I'm not talking about ancient women, although they could be. I'm talking about just women 10 or 15 years down the road from you telling you the wonders and the deeds that God has done in our life. We will pass on to the next generation a stronger faith in God so that generationally the church of Jesus Christ gets stronger and healthier rather than weaker and sicker. Junia, we um, are out of time, but I want to give you the final word, and I want you to speak to her. Let's imagine that she's alone, and she's been wrestling for some time. It's been a tough road for her. And to him, he's listening, and he knows that uh, the woman that he loves is on a tough journey right now. What do you say to them as we wrap up today's program? I don't believe God wants any one of his people to walk this life alone or lonely. Uh, I believe that's why he put us in family. And when Jesus said, I'm I'm going and I'm going to come back, but love one another, take care of each other, uh, that's the best thing that you can do for the world is to love one another. So we've got a a woman who's disconnected, and that's leading leading to some despair and discouragement and possibly even depression. 
as a therapist, always one of my first things to say was find another woman that you feel like you can trust and open your heart and move into that space where you can share with someone where you are emotionally and spiritually. And there will be an older, wiser woman somewhere in her circle that she probably has not even engaged with yet. And I asked them to do that. And I've had many young women come to me and say, could you just mentor me? And it takes courage to do that. Now, as an older woman, an older woman needs to partner with someone her own age and open her heart up and say, I just feel like God is calling me to do this, and I don't know how to do it, and I don't want to do it by myself. Would you come alongside me? And I would love for you to join me in this, but if you can't join me, will you pray with me or pray over me or pray for the blessing from God? What I found, Tim, uh, and this is just a, a pretty raw place for me, is the reason that I have been able to be just so generously given from God the privilege of doing this ministry. It's a privilege and an honor and I'm so humbled he allows me to do it. But what I have found, the blessing is, when you are obedient to God's Word, when you just do exactly what He tells you to do, He will bless you, because that's where He wants you to be. So when He says older women training younger women, if we as older women will just be obedient, we may not know what it's going to feel like, and it's going to be really crazy uncomfortable, but if you just do it, just be obedient. It will be an amazing, what I call Ephesians three twenty eleven, because you will be doing more than you ever asked or you ever imagined or ever prayed for if you are actually being obedient to God. Our special guest again today has been Dr. Joe Neal Kirby, founder of Heart to Home Ministry, new work called Heartfelt, A Woman's Guide to Creating Meaningful Friendships. You can learn more about Dr. Kirby at our website at lifeloveandfamily.net, lifeloveandfamily.net. But the most important thing right now is you. Who's pouring into your heart? Maybe your heart's been all boxed up and hid because of pain or trial in your life. Maybe today was just God's way of saying, you know what, it's time. It's time to think about opening that up and letting Him pour in. One of the most powerful ways that that happens is through a friend, someone that God brings into your life to touch your life. You've seen it before. It's time to open back up again. And by the way, we'd like to also have that place in your life in some small way. Our website again, lifeloveandfamily.net. But hey, visit our Facebook page. We want some likes. We want to hear from you. We try to post daily inspiration, tell you about resources that can really help you in your everyday walk. Strengthen your relationship with God, your relationship with your children, maybe your marriage, and more. That's what life's all about. Again, we appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Don't miss tomorrow's program as we continue to pour into your everyday life. Life, love, and family.
America's number one Christian residential treatment program, Honey Lake Clinic, specializing in addiction, depression, anxiety, bipolar, PTSD, staffed by nationally recognized psychiatrists and psychologists, a team of MDs and 24-hour nursing care, a 600-acre scenic sanctuary of unmatched beauty, Honey Lake Clinic, most insurance accepted, scholarships available, phone 844-747-7772, online, honeylake.clinic. Women in Depression, get confidential help, 1-877-257-9612. Women addicted to alcohol or drugs, get confidential help, 1-877-257-9612. Women with anxiety or eating disorders, trauma, and PTSD, get confidential help. Timberline Knowles Residential Treatment Center, 1-877-257-9612 or timberlineknowles.com. 